0: Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports. Facebook, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand and we go live. Every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Let's thank our sponsors. They make it happen for us and for you guys. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Mandu, right where we're at this morning in Brentwood, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15 minute workout equals five or more hours in the weight room. Your first free workout is at mandu.com. Uh, the Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency, giving you relief by saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance. tuckertn.com, calvinandsuttle.com for your new hardwood floors and finishings, calvinandsuttle.com in the mid-state area, and the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's uh, destination for orthopedic and sports medicine care. Boneandjointtn.org is where to find them. Zach, uh, at, we're getting several comments saying "danger, danger, live action on location." I see you from Dom. Uh, so, so good to see us back on lo- in lo- on location here at Mandu, which is a great spot. Uh, by appointment only, so you can work out here uh, and feel safe, unlike other gyms where they might be closed or have restrictions. But Zach, A.J. Brown, the guy you have been very, very high on because you're an Ole Miss grad. A.J. Brown is an Ole Miss product. You've seen everything A.J. Brown has done since he graduated from high school, basically. A.J. Brown was on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast with LaJuan and Will Compton. A couple things we'll get to. We'll get to his top three wide receiver list in the NFL. Also, his goals for his NFL career. But asshole rookie. That's what LaJuan called A.J. Brown saying he was an asshole rookie, and it's a great thing for the Titans. Well,
1: yeah, it's a, I, usually that would be like, this is not good. But I, I think I actually look the other way on this. This is something that I think the team kind of needs. As we've seen John Robinson kind of stripped down from what Ken Wisenhut and Tommy Smith and Mike Reinfeld and Rustin Webster did all those years ago, he stripped all that away and started building a foundation Full of team first players, right? I mean, that that was the philosophy. But at the same time, you also have to pepper in a little bit of flair. You know those pins of flair that they wear on TGI Friday? Or if you've ever seen the the show uh, the movie Office Space? Yes. That—that That is what A.J. Brown, I think, can bring to this team. And right out as a rookie, I take that as a compliment. And I would tell this to A.J. Brown. I've been called that many a night, many a day. <laughs> Except
0: you're not a rookie. But right, yes.
1: right, but but it's okay. It's Everybody needs that person to put pressure. I've always believed this in life, that you truly find out, in this case, what a team is, but you truly find out who a person is when pressure is applied, right? Sure. When somebody's back's against the wall or something uh, bad happens. How do you rebound from that? And I think... A.J. Brown is a good man to apply pressure to this team that may offensively get them over the hump to get them to a Super Bowl, which they were one game away from last year.
0: Yeah, and Josh Carroll says on Facebook, says my favorite line from A.J. was when he told the lawn, quote, we can square up right now, but we can be friends after. Brown isn't scared of anybody. And that's true. Like, I listened to the podcast episode this morning, uh, in preparation for the show, and, and A.J. Brown is down to fistfight Lawan who probably has nearly 100 pounds and several inches of height on and probably reach on A.J. Brown, but A.J. Brown isn't going to back down, and I think that's what we learned about A.J. Brown during his rookie season, Is and what Lawan was referring to was the fact that Lawan, who is a three-time Pro Bowler, one of the highest-paid offensive linemen in the entire world, is having these penalty issues and the rookie wide receiver before he's really done anything uh is coming at him and getting in his face and telling him how he needs to uh shape it up so the team is not being uh, negatively affected by these penalties Well, holding you accountable
1: sure right not many people are held accountable in life and A.J. Brown doing that to Taylor Lewan, who let's face it look I've been on the other half of his big mouth he's been on mine right that you gotta talk to talk the talk you gotta walk the walk and and I think he, obviously Taylor Lewan eventually did last season. He came into his own. But AJ Brown holding him accountable—that's that's awesome. That's that's what you want from a teammate. Yes. That's what coaches want for from teammates. So I think that was that was a big step and eye opening. I think to a lot of people because you know this franchise has seen a lot of wide receivers, but none to break well, out on the scene like A.J. Brown And A.J. Has.
0: Brown has, and he said this on the, on the episode too, he's got different goals than I think. I've, I've never heard a Titans wide receiver have the same type of goals that A.J. Brown does for his career in the NFL. Like I like Tajay Sharper as a receiver, but Tajay Sharp is, is producing music videos and doing rap stuff outside of football. Now he is working hard on football, but you see distractions from Dorial Green Beckham and talking about playing video games instead of really diving into the film room. Justin Hunter didn't want to work on uh, his body and physicality by not being willing to work out. Where A.J. Brown said his goal was in three years to be the number one wide receiver in the entire NFL. In three years. So he's got, a, he's got a clock ticking right now that he's, in three years, he wants to be the best guy. The Michael Thomas, the DeAndre Hopkins, the Julio Jones, who he idolizes. But he wants to be the guy in three years. And you talk about wide receivers for the Titans who have just been basically a revolving door. They come in for three years, then they probably get cut or they get not re-signed to their second deal, and then they're out. The Titans are still trying to fix the same problem. I believe A.J. Brown is a completely different breed of wide receiver that the Titans have probably had since Derek Mason. Maybe Drew Bennett. I'll give those two guys, but, I mean, hell, that's been 15-plus years. Kenny Britt felt like a little bit of that, but he didn't have the mentality of what A.J. Brown does.
1: Well, no, he's too busy running from the cops in New Jersey. With weed on his person,
0: but that was that was Dory. You combined Dorial Green Beckham and Kenny Britt. No, Kenny
1: Britt did that in New Jersey.
0: Kenny Britt also had like thousands of dollars of parking tickets in New Jersey. So, like, yeah. But to
1: your point, Kenny Britt probably felt out of all the wide receivers felt the most like the guy to emerge and be. I wouldn't say a top three wide receiver, but a top ten wide receiver. And I don't think he achieved that. He definitely didn't do that with the Titans. ACL derailed that, but. So, so that's lofty expectations for himself if A.J. Brown said that. I like the swag. I like the confidence. I, I value that. Mm-hmm. But the question we're going to ask you guys is, what is A.J. Brown's ceiling with the Titans then, right? Not if he goes off to another team. You would hope that he becomes a career Titan, right? If you are a stellar wide receiver or stellar playmaker in football and a team drafts you, most likely, if things don't get disrupted, like the Melvin Gordons or the Le'Veon Bells, right? If things don't get dis- disrupted, or Odell Beckham Jr., and you demand a trade, then you want to spend your career with that franchise.
0: Sure, and, and Dom brings up a great comment on Facebook. He says, can he be the guy here? The Titans barely pass. And that's, I think that's a great comment. That's why we've asked the question the way we've asked it is, what is A.J. Brown's ceiling with the Titans. So what is A.J. Brown's ceiling with the Titans? We'll get you guys involved more here in a second, but first let me tell you about Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. Boneandjointtn.org, that is their website. If you have any type of injury that you're dealing with and you need a procedure, Bone and Joint is the place to go. Right there in Franklin, off of I-65. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's uh, destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Zach and I have both used doctors there for my knee for Zach's shoulder uh, and, and so if you need help there they've got it all under one roof bone and joint boneandjointtn.org is where to go.
1: A to Z Sports if you want one of these tees go to our shop. Shop.A to Z sportsnational.com promo code AZ30 we're giving 30% off until football returns. That is a, a promise that Austin and I will keep to you guys. Shop.A to Z sportsnational.com promo code AZ30 it's 30% off Every single thing in the store. First two comments I completely and utterly agree with. Okay. Because it goes to the struggle of the answer to the question we're asking, which yeah. is what is AJ Brown's ceiling with the Titans? Nicholas says his production depends on Ryan Tannehill. Clyde then follows that up and says, Tannehill will be his downfall. So his downfall. And and those are those are heavy words right there. I do think that Look, and Clyde went negative. I think you could go positive with Ryan Tannehill because you've seen the connection already. Well, I ran the numbers.
0: This has probably been two months, so I don't remember them specifically, the math. But uh, on, with, in the six games that A.J. Brown played with Marcus Mariota as a starting quarterback, I believe A.J. Brown was averaging around like 45 yards a game receiving. That included two big ones uh, in Cleveland and Atlanta. also in Atlanta. Then when Ryan Tannehill took over for the 10 games remaining in the season, A.J. Brown, I think, averaged like 77 yards per game with Ryan Tannehill. So it was a massive production increase with Tannehill. But that comment is saying there that Tannehill could be the downfall. I I think at some point the Titans will have to start to throw the ball more as Derrick Henry gets deeper into his mid-20s and as the carries start to stack up on Derrick Henry. And something that I said a lot last season, Zach, is that the run has been set. The run has been established with the Tennessee Titans. So they don't have to run as much early to establish the run in a game. Now, they want to run enough to be successful offensively because that's the well, best thing do. And use their best player. Right, sure. but But again, the run... It's established by the time Derrick Henry walks off the bus that morning to get to the stadium. So they don't have to reestablish their own every time, which means maybe there could be more opportunity for A.J. Brown to get more involved than he was last year because he really didn't have that many targets, and he really didn't have that many touches overall on the whole.
1: Yeah, so I think the, the Tannehill comments come in. Uh, I, that, those are not surprising uh, whatsoever. Dom says... A.J. Brown is the number one wide receiver in the league while he plays for the Titans, then we are playing the style of play that you don't want to play.
0: Okay, so you're saying... If uh, that's AJ, a good if, comment. Well, and there's a... Like the Ravens game is a great example of how the game plan went exactly how the Titans wanted it to. And so in the entire second half, they were getting Derrick Henry close to 200 yards, and they didn't have to throw the ball. But, but they got up by throwing the ball early. But
1: isn't that a good point? Right now... We, offenses can evolve, right? Offenses can evolve, and
0: that and that is a that specific. But since Derrick
1: Henry just signed a four-year contract, I don't know how much uh, evolving they're going to do. In but four-year.
0: literally, that word "evolve" is the same word that Arthur Smith used earlier this summer. Is that this offense has to evolve, and Arthur Smith knows that he can't count on all the yards after the catch and the the rate of explosive plays that they had last year, that they have to evolve and be better than they were a year ago because teams are going to start to pick up on what they do so well.
1: All right, so to answer this question, which is what is A.J. Brown's ceiling with the Titans, I have to look at a couple of things. I think we've already taken a look at the offense, the style, the quarterback, and the running back because Derrick Henry is the leading rusher in the NFL heading into this season. I think the other thing you have to look at is if you're talking about ceiling, what am I comparing him to? Am I comparing him the numbers, the stats? Can he be, I think in this offense over the next couple of years, I don't think that he can catch the most receiving yards in a season. No. I don't think it's possible because of the offense. Now, can, can, he, can he be a top three, top five, top seven wide receiver with all of these things when you've got guys like, Michael Thomas and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and and Tyree kill with Patrick Mahomes being thrown to so many times a game and so many times a year so that I think hurts AJ Brown tremendously I also think that the market does the elite quarterback or lack thereof DK Metcalf and we saw this on the top 100 list and we haven't even dived into that which we will on another show Mm -hmm. But Maybe. we we both know that DK Metcalf got that ranking over AJ Brown. I would tell you because of Russell Wilson. I would sure. say that, that that is the reason why. Now physical stature—it's Russell
0: Wilson, and it's that uh, weight room picture that they took before the draft.
1: Right, exactly. But there's a lot of things going into why that is. Okay, so I'm understanding all of these the emergence of how good Omari Cooper can be, Calvin Ridley, some of the other young wide receivers, Stephon Diggs I still think can maintain over the next three years pretty well. I mean, there's some good competition. I would say his ceiling overall would be a top five wide receiver.
0: Well, and he – I'm about to read Randall's comment here a second because I think it's really good and we can talk about kind of a comparison. Being five,
1: probably. Well, he,
0: he's never, statistically, A.J. Brown will never probably sniff the top five. I don't know if he'll sniff the top ten but in, in overall But he can build numbers.
1: a reputation over a number of years. No doubt. To earn that.
0: No doubt. That's what I'm so, saying. So, Randall brings up what about the Texans with Arian Foster and Andre Johnson? Because if you remember the Texans, they had Matt Schaub as their quarterback, and Arian Foster was running all over the NFL with a zone read, a zone running scheme, and Andre Johnson is a Hall of Famer. So, let's not quit, be too quick to compare A.J. Brown to a Hall of Famer, Andre Johnson. But overall, Randall's point about that offense had an elite running back and an elite wide receiver, and statistically, they put out every year. So let's look, um, because that's the thought, is the Titans will never give A.J. Brown the volume to be able to be considered that. So from 2010 to, two, uh, to 2012, that three-year span, Arian Foster ran the ball 327 times, 278 times, and 351 times. That's more than Derrick Henry's done uh, in, his, in, in a three-year stretch during that same three-year span Andre Johnson had 86 catches he got hurt only played less than half a year just had 33 catches one year then he had 112 catches so in 2012 Andre Johnson had 112 receptions while Arian Foster had 351 carries that is absurd of the volume of the offense going to two players and I kind of feel like the Titans could be in a similar situation, maybe not 2020, but in next year in 21, where you've got Henry in second year of his deal, A.J. Brown's in year three, where they're truly rounding into form. Well, they're going
1: to draft a wide receiver next year.
0: No Corey doubt, Davis because they have to replace on. Corey Davis. So,
1: And John New Smith, they'll either go get another wide receiver.
0: But the point is, but in year three for A.J. That's... And Adam
1: Humphreys is still there. So, I, look, I, I think... If you look at, if you want to compare, I'm you, not saying you, you not, did this. You, you brought this up. Well, Randall brought it up.
0: Credit to Randall. But,
1: but to that point, I don't think that the structure of the Titans team, I see the similarities, but they have better playmakers.
0: Over the next two years, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to carry the ball 350 times. And I don't think, uh, I think gonna A.J. Brown's going to have. 100.
1: I think you'll be surprised.
0: I don't think he's going to carry it 350 times in the regular season. I highly doubt the Titans do that to Derrick Henry. Three hundred and fifty times. You may be he carried it three hundred times in fifteen games this past year, and they rode him heavy down this stretch.
1: Well, not at the beginning of the year, right? The beginning of the year, they were still trying to figure out what the blend was. And he was try- still getting and plus. They they were caught from behind in several games where they couldn't run him, right? Right. So he was taken out of the game because. Mariota was playing quarterback. That's right. why they went two and four in the first six games. Christopher
0: says, "So why are we giving up on Corey Davis?" I don't think we're giving up on Corey Davis of being a pro- productive player. Oh, I'm giving up. On- Hold on. <laughs> We're not giving up on Corey Davis of being productive in 2020. We're giving up on Corey Davis's long-term future with the Titans because if Corey Davis has a fantastic year this year, he's too expensive for the Titans to resign to be the number two wideout. If he has an underwhelming year, the Titans are going to draft somebody for cheaper who can replace that same production. So that's the point I'm
1: making.
0: Yeah. Hunter says he smells the season bet between Zach and Austin. Maybe this is laying the, the, the groundwork for season bet because we've made those every year is this going to be our onesie bet 350 carries for <laughs> well, derrick no. henry I'm that's a, uh, that, but that's what that's what hunter's talking about uh, I, I say I'm, there's no way henry gets yeah, 350 yeah i'm not setting carries. the bar at
1: 350
0: but well, okay that, well you that's what you kind of disagreed with a few minutes ago yeah
1: well I, because i do think that they are going to ride him right he is he's the thoroughbred he's the best player on the t- offense and plus Tannehill. I think when Tannehill gets in trouble, they're going to have to ride him a little bit more, right? Because Tannehill, through 16 games, you have more opportunity to throw more picks.
0: Sure. So you said A.J. Brown's ceiling with the Tennessee Titans is a top seven wide receiver. Top five. Top five? Is there a stat you can attach that to? Like is there a yards per – like receiving yards – touchdowns are kind of like no
1: because you can't because the reputation right you he has to put his chip now if you've played for the dallas cowboys i think aj brown's ceiling is to be the best wide receiver in the league and it's based on reputation right it, it's it, that's what perception the perception of these wide receivers Michael Thomas is unbelievable because he has Drew Brees throwing to him, correct? And volume. And yeah. Mike is the only like wide receiver on that team. Yes, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were products of an offense that threw the ball more than any other offense in the history of the NFL. Right. Right? So, yeah, like, um, so these things matter, right? Sure. And so A.J. Brown is not going to get that luxury. I he think He has we agree. to stack years. He's going to be, look, A.J. Green is a great example. A.J. Green is highly respected, isn't he? Now, he has injury history, which is not good, but he played in Cincinnati, and he's had the red rifle Andy Dalton throwing to him for his entire career, right? So, A.J. Green does not get the credit truly he deserves as the wide receiver that he truly is. I agree. Because of the market he's in. I agree. He's had to go reputation. And you know what reputation? He is, I think... Him and Randy Moss are the only players in the first five years of the, of, uh, of their career to to catch a thousand yards in a season every year. It's him, Randy Moss, and Jerry Rice. I think those are the three.
0: Well, AJ's got four years to go. He's on the he's he's got the first one under his belt uh, of a thousand yards as a rookie. So look, I think that's fair. Like AJ Brown and AJ Green, like their reputations, that might be something to compare it to. Not now hopefully aj green stays healthy and aj brown doesn't have the same type of injury trajectory that green does but i think that makes sense so statistically as you're kind of looking up those stats, well
1: i'm very curious about the jerry rice okay
0: so statistically for aj brown what is no you missed it
1: but jerry rice was damn good his first year 927 yards and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven consecutive thousand yard seasons. Eleven consecutive one thousand. So 000. it's it it is it's not Terrell. It's AJ Green either. and Randy Moss are the only two. But AJ Green does not. We do not talk about him
0: because Obviously, why? He's, because he's been hurt like two of the last three years, and he's been exiled to Cincinnati. Well, he's but we talked about him before he got hurt because they actually had some good offenses back in the day. So yeah, but you know what overshadowed that? Andy
1: Dalton's inability to win playoff games five straight years
0: so if dj says imagine aj brown with tom brady definitely top five lol well that was actually aj brown told the story on busting with the boys that aj brown thought he was going to be drafted by the patriots 32nd overall in that draft when they took Nikhil harry aj brown thought that was where he was going to go and then he was crying because he wasn't a first-round pick, but the Titans got him uh, the next day, and the rest is history. And I think he's better off with the Titans than with the Patriots because the Patriots are in a lot of flux right now with the direction of their franchise. So statistically for A.J. Brown's Titan ceiling, I think 1,400 yards and in that range, so sub-1,500 yards in a season, I believe that is his statistical ceiling With the Tennessee Titans offense because of how it's structured. And we've talked about, we made the joke, the Canadian dollar is like Titans receiving yards. It just, they don't go as far. So uh, I, I feel like the 1,400 yard range is a ceiling. Does that get him in the top 10 of recognition in the NFL? You're right. He has to stack several years together for him to start getting recognition because another thing is fantasy football. A.J. Brown's not going to be a high fantasy football pick because of lack of volume like guys who aren't losing football teams that still have a lot of stats. But
1: one thing A.J. Brown did show is he can catch touchdown passes, something Corey Davis has not been able to show, right? Sure, Corey Davis can't cut, catch touchdowns. He's just not very good at catching touchdowns. A.J. Brown and some guys have it. It's 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 athletics, right? I mean, some Guys have it's just the, pure explosiveness. The the to find the end zone and AJ Brown has that yes. that mindset well, and that ability. So
0: Clyde brings up a good question too. Is AJ Brown played against uh, the two best corners and had four catches in the playoffs? Is that Tannehill or AJ? I think it's I think it's it's kind of a, several things. AJ Brown last year because he also struggled against Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye in Week Three against the Jags. And he struggled against the Saints in the regular season with Marlon. uh, I'm sorry, not Marlon Humphrey, but um, who's the Saints corner from Ohio State? Oh. um, Why am I. Didn't he just get paid or he's about to get paid? Yeah, he had the hamstring issues coming out of college. Anyway, we'll move on. But he struggled against the high end cornerbacks in, in those several games this past season. And so, how does he. Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore. Thank you guys. Uh, so not Eli Apple. G man, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, Marshawn Lattimore, AJ Boye, and Ramsey. Then you get to Marlon Humphreys, uh, and then against no, Stefan Apple. Eli Gilmore. Apple did play for the Saints. He did. He did. And then Marcus Peters. Is Marcus Peters still with Chiefs? I can't remember anymore. I doubt it. No, he's not. He's been traded like three times. Yeah. Somebody comment on Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters plays for the Ravens. That's right. So, but in those playoff games, and then against the Saints and the Jags, really high-end corners that A.J. Brown did not produce against. That's being a rookie, and that's really, A.J. Brown was limited from a, from a route tree as a rookie. He ran very similar concepts and made a bunch of money in yards off of those.
1: Yeah, so I say top five, you say?
0: I say statistically in the 1,400 yard range, he's not going to get in the top 10 as a Tennessee Titan.
1: So, so that, fringe, ceiling?
0: fringe top 10 NFL wide receiver of reputation uh, and 1,400 yards in a season, I think is his... Fringe top 10 wide receiver of all time? What we, no, what? Of, in the NFL.
1: Uh, at, at that particular time?
0: Yes. For, with well, the I think he'll get higher than that I, I think, based
1: on his swag factor. I think the Titans... So, swag factor helps reputation, and reputation, I think, has already started going up
0: but the titans offense because he jumped on the scene sure but that didn't help him in the rookie voting it didn't help him in the nfl's top 100 when dk metcalf is in there and josh jacobs well, is in there Yeah,
1: because well you got to chop away at your reputation well, right he, he
0: was he outperformed both those guys and they made the top 100. high school, look, high school. Look, look he's you're right he's got the swag that's working for him in this conversation but he's got the titans market of nashville and the titans offensive philosophy working strongly against him so that's where i think He's never going to get his full credit while he's a member of the Tennessee Titans.
1: I also thought that what was interesting was A.J. Brown on busting with the Boys. And he had actually done this on an Instagram Live before. His top three wide receivers in the league. And this comes a couple of days, well, I guess like one day after Keenan Allen said what he said about uh, Mike Evans. He said about Chris Godwin and Tyree Kill. We'll get to that tweet later in the show. But you know what's awesome, Austin? This yeah. entire time we've been talking about AJ Brown,
0: fifteen-minute
1: workout right here at Mandu. That's right. That's, it's it's that easy.
0: Yes, yeah, so you see right behind us a workout, full-body workout happening right there with zero impact on her joints. Uh, she's getting all of her muscle fibers, like ninety-five percent of her muscle fibers. We're going to the gym is more like fifty to sixty percent of your muscle fibers. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. So AJ Brown on the Busting with the Boys podcast gave his top three wide receivers now in the NFL. There's a specific theme uh, to these top three. uh, But, Zach, first you tell the people about Calvin and Suttle.
1: Yeah, Calvin and Suttle is where you need to go get your hardwood floors. If you've been stuck in your house, you're probably tired of looking at those hardwood floors, or maybe you need to rip up the carpet. CalvinandSubtle.com Or you can give them a call, 615-448-6414. That's 448-6414. You call them. They come out to your house. Use the CDC precautions. Take a look. They'll bring you samples, or you can go to their showroom. You pick out your perfect hardwood floor, cost-effective. That's the best part. And they're trusted. One to two weeks, they will order the material and install them into your house. Your wife will absolutely love you. Your house
0: will be upgraded. You didn't even think about that com. all right a to z sports your life for mandu we'll talk more about mandu later in the show so aj brown on busting of the boys listed his top three nfl wide receivers right now there's actually two themes uh, with this one is alabama but that's not the most important theme of the top three list because aj brown said one is julio jones two is amari cooper and three is calvin ridley so his reasoning behind those three guys, not because his, his runner-up school was Alabama, Zach, when he went to Ole Miss. It's really because he thinks those guys are unguardable, that you cannot check those three guys. Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper, and Calvin Ridley. Now, he admitted that Amari Cooper has an off switch and doesn't always want to be that dominant, but he can be when he wants to. Which is a negative of... Uh, you know what probably happened? He probably learned that in Oakland. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> the off switch, for sure. Which that whole franchise kind of puts you into that. But it's, it's route running. It's not about pure well, physical
1: ability. Well, when Mark Davis is at uh, P.F. Chang's, it's always on.
0: Yes, sure. <laughs> but it's, all, it's route running. It's not about pure physicality, whether it's size or speed it's about the ability to get open and to be unguardable so he also said that you have some really good wide
1: receivers off of his top oh, list yeah, well yeah
0: i mean aj clearly has a bias towards alabama and towards a specific style of wide receiver but he also said that deandre hopkins and um and mike thomas those guys are in a separate category because they just catch everything even if they're not open and so i, I found that interesting because Normally when we in the media or in the, as, as NFL fans rank players, we look at production. But A.J. Brown is an NFL wide receiver looking at who he thinks are the best wide receivers in the league, and I find it interesting that he went with route running specifically.
1: Why did you find that interesting?
0: Because, because it's, he's paying attention to the craftiness and the nuance of the position and not just the overall touchdowns scored or yards gained. Those three guys are really good, right? But we're not saying like Julio is in the conversation every time when talking about the top wide receivers. But he doesn't score the most touchdowns. Now you get guys like Mike Evans and and, and Keenan Allen who and Tyreek Hill who weren't mentioned, but keenan allen i think is in the conversation with the alabama three of route running ability where we as fans probably don't understand how good these guys are at getting open via their footwork like aj does
1: yeah and and talk about keenan allen i don't keenan allen doesn't get credit because he's overshadowed now he's in la but he's with the chargers yeah and that's the and they play second fiddle to the rams and that was because of the Rams' prior history of being the L.A. Rams before and the, LA Ra- or the Rams going to the Super Bowl two seasons ago, right? Like that that, that jump-started their entire franchise of how people look at the Chargers. And it's now that Phillip Rivers is gone, I don't know what Justin Herbert's going to do, but maybe he's really, really good. Maybe he's bad. But Keenan Allen finds a way. I just think he gets lost in the mix. And you, what you don't want, and this is kind of the theme of what we've talked about today on the show, is you don't want A.J. Brown to get lost in the mix like, nationally.
0: Like, right. he's never going to be lost but in that's the mix. But that's,
1: that's what Keenan Allen was talking about. Yes. That's why he was
0: griping about. For sure. Um, Josh Carroll says Larry Fitzgerald's like 30 years older than Amari Cooper, still runs better routes, in, in his opinion. I, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald's just a freak. And is it runs the best routes of like the last fifteen plus years? But so, how do you view AJ Brown's list? Like, do you credit it? Do you give it credit, or do you no, think I it's no? discredit. Okay. But now he explained
1: why he thought the way that he did. But that's like a specific one, two, three list. That's not. I mean, was it? Did he say this is the this is the best wide yeah, receiver? They
0: asked who's <clears throat> first. They asked who's his top five. Not counting you and he and a j admitted that he 's not top five right now, and then they asked if Odell Beckham was top five, and he says, "No, not right now," and he listed Julio and then it took him some time to come up with Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley I think it 's very biased versus his other two <clears throat> I asked they, they, they just ended at three um, so I, I think it 's biased obviously towards guys that a j probably knows better um, so yes but I but, but he 's also like. But I also get where he's coming from because when, when A.J. Brown is working on his craft as a wide receiver, he's looking at guys who, do, who run routes better than so him. So you asked me,
1: did I, do I discredit his list? I absolutely do for the fact that Michael Thomas is not in it.
0: Michael Thomas is not on my top three.
1: Well, I'll throw your list out the window then. That's... That's top three is very exclusive. There's a lot. Uh, that's the stupidest. There's thing. a
0: lot of wide receivers because of what this league is.
1: I mean, Austin Stanley, what you are better than
0: this. I'm Did not you forget I, about him? You need, no, I didn't forget about him. I just, he's like four or five. Uh, you can you know, you get your face. Stop touching your face. It's coronavirus pandemic. You think I care? I don't. <laughs> that was a, that was a joke. I, I, I so, last all thing right, I do so fine. Let's, that. let's do it. I want to know who your top three are. And I'll tell you who my top well, I'll 3 tell you, Michael. Clearly, Thomas Michael is Thomas in is in yours. Top. He's not in mine. Who are your top three wide receivers in the NFL right now? Uh, But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. So many different ways Renters Warehouse can help you out during these crazy times. Uh, Whether you own Airbnbs and it's sitting there empty from a lack of tourists and travel, they got you covered. Whether you're trying to move and you think automatically sell the house. You don't have to. The quickest way to mailbox money and long term wealth is through rental property. So, renterswarehouse.com is where to go.
1: A to Z Sports broadcasting live from Mandu in Brentwood. Austin and I, over a year, we've done Mandu. It's changed our lives in a much, much better way. Yes. It makes you feel good. It's honestly, it's for 15 minutes, you cannot beat that. You cannot beat the workout that you can get in 15 minutes anywhere on this planet. Your first workout is absolutely free. Look, we've been less than 15 minutes this workout has been going on, and I know that, that she's going to feel a lot better on the other half of that.
0: All right. So, yes, for sure. So, g on base says, in no order, Julio, Michael Thomas, uh, and DeAndre Hopkins. Jordan on Periscope says, Julio... Hopkins and Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams for kind of forgotten about uh, up there in Green Bay uh, as Aaron Rodgers has been dealing with uh, injuries and Hopkins and really Adams has been dealing with injuries uh, for a couple seasons now too. So Zach, you have Michael Thomas in your three. Steph Dobbs says Julio Adams and Keenan Allen. So several people can leave out Michael Thomas in the top three. Several
1: people are ridiculously wrong.
0: So, how about, I'm going to see if you agree with this. John Michael Presley says that Mike Evans isn't even the best wide receiver on his own team. As a Bucks fan, do you agree yeah, dude, that Mike Evans well, is... Well,
1: John Michael Presley, ask John Michael Presley on your little laptop. Ask him how many Buccaneers games he's watched.
0: Hey, uh, I, on my little laptop, like at the same laptop. I don't know why you like demeaned my laptop.
1: I'm not demeaning yours, I'm demeaning... The the well okay the comment
0: but uh, Ask probably him how many games he's watched okay he can hear you too so I doubt he's watched as many as you have no I, I, I just I, want to I, 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 no no
1: no Austin I know he hasn't watched as many as I have I'm asking based on the number this past season how many did you watch out of the 16 games that were played because they didn't make the playoffs it, and you may have known that you may not have known that I, I didn't know but answer the question do you disagree or not yeah Mike like, Adams is better than Chris Godwin
0: Mike Evans. Mike Evans is better than Chris Godwin. Yes, I think they're they have they're they're different games. I didn't like, say that they were right. different,
1: but Mike Evans is better than Chris Godwin.
0: So, who are your top three then?
1: The I already, know, I already why, know. The reason why my, Chris Godwin is so successful is because of Mike Evans, and Mike Evans yeah, is still covered and he still is dominant. So th- that guy's crazy. So, so
0: who's your top three? Because we know Michael Thomas is in there somewhere. My top three goes: Julio
1: Jones is the best wide receiver in the league. Julio Jones is as dominant today as he was two years ago or three years ago and it's ridiculous julio jones is the best wide receiver in the league he's better than antonio brown that's for damn sure as he's out of the league my number two is michael thomas michael thomas he's played four years in this league he has drew Brees throwing him the football that's great that's all well and good he's not look it wasn't that he got picked to do that right that's not the Saints' fault. That's not Drew Brees' fault. That's not Michael Thomas' fault. No, he, and he, what did he do last year? Seventeen hundred yards. I mean, and he gets a ton of targets, but he gets a ton of targets because he's he's trustworthy. And
0: this goes and to, there's nobody else at wide receiver on the New Orleans well, he Saints. Throw, he
1: throws to Alvin Kamara.
0: I said wide receiver on the New Orleans Saints. That's why Kamara and Thomas get all the targets,
1: and they're successful, right? It's not like that's not a, that's a good recipe. Right, if you breed success, you continue to do it. Couldn't win the playoffs with it. Well, do you? The re, there's reasoning behind that, right? So,
0: and Drew Brees was out for a month plus with a thumb.
1: Yeah, the third best wide receiver in the league, and I don't know what he will be in Arizona, but it's DeAndre Hopkins, based on the fact that the man doesn't drop a football. Yeah, if you are a human. I mean, you talk about a jugs machine that automatically fires it in. He's a human catching machine. He doesn't drop them. And you can't find that. That attribute is literally, if you have a job description of a wide receiver and you tell me that this man doesn't drop the football when he's thrown to?
0: Well, there's, check. I mean, the, check John, John Robinson has said this since the day he took over as Titans GM about the wide receiver position because it's been such a headache for the Titans. There's two things he wants his wide receivers to do. Get open and catch the football. Now, it's chicken or the egg. You have to have both of them. Sometimes DeAndre Hopkins is not and open some, and, and, and he
1: catches the football.
0: Right, and the same thing can be said. That's kind of A.J. Brown's difference in his ranking as he put Hopkins, Thomas, the Mike Evans of the world in a different category because they just catch the football. How is regardless. that a
1: different category? If you're talking about the best wide receivers in the league, right? Isn't that the question? There's no category. It's who's
0: the best. Well, because A.J. clearly ranked it off of route running and the ability to create separation and get open because that's how you make your money is you get open. Now, he's saying that those three guys, Mike Thomas, uh, uh, Mike Evans, and now I'm missing the the third guy, DeAndre Hopkins, they don't even have to get open. They just throw it up to them, and that's what they've been doing. That's what
1: I want my wide receiver to do is catch the football when they're throwing the ball.
0: So Brad agrees with Zach list. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, discrediting uh, yeah, your list. I, I, look, I, don't just, know where you, I don't know what I'm your list is. I'm explaining that there are two ways to look at the wide receiver. There's there's the jump ball guy, and then there's I, the get open with, I, it,
1: with no, football. there's the guy, catch the football guy. That's the guy I want.
0: All, all the guys we're talking about catch the damn football. Not as good as these three that I said. I'm just explaining that there are different ways to play the wide receiver position. That's the, that's the reason why you have guys who are 6'5 plus like I, a Mike I, Evans I, and a guy like Tyreek Hill who's five oh, nine you, I, that play the same position yeah i you and we all know that
1: but know. there's a reasoning which is pretty distinct you asked me one question i didn't categorize them you i and the, the question fine. we're asking right on yes. on facebook right here is who are the top three wide receivers in the nfl there's no stipulations there's no categories who are the top three wide receivers in the nfl the re- I gave reasoning behind mine. Yeah, my and I'm
0: just adding extra analysis well, to it. Like, there I, something it doesn't in- need to
1: be any analysis.
0: The reason why they're the okay. best, best wide receivers in the game is because they catch the football. So you dislike having conversations about lists well, and about no, and about I, opinions. I'm, I'm
1: curious to see. I already know. I believe that your list is flawed already. Well,
0: okay. So my number one we agree on is Julio Jones, right? I think Julio Jones is the most physically gifted, along with having a polished skill set, at playing the wide receiver position. And you didn't you didn't bring up the picture that Derrick Henry posted of those two guys standing next to each other when it looks like Julio Jones is bigger than Derrick Henry. Like muscle and just as broad all that stuff. My second is right now Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is so damn fast and he can also he's not just track speed, he's football speed. He can stop and start on a go. He can run routes and that's dangerous when you have somebody that's so fast that it's really hard to stop that guy because of how fast he is. Whether it's without the ball when he's trying to just go deep, or after he catches the ball and just runs away from everybody else.
1: My well, one issue with that is he drops footballs.
0: He does have because
1: it, he catches it with his body,
0: and like, he's not it, as it, natural of a hand catcher right? as he's, he but, probably no, no, needs no, to I, be.
1: It's not hand catcher he drops footballs. We saw that in the playoffs. We saw that last year. Now, does he, you know, make up for that at times because he's so damn fast once he does catch it? Yes, he does. But he he leaves plays on the field that are easy first downs because he dropped it. No,
0: that he's got blemishes. So he can't be second. Uh, I I think he is. Uh, he can't be second because you can't like you can't he can't be second. <laughs> Oh you, you could just throw the ball in the backfield to him, and he's gonna you, pick up you a first didn't down. Just we couldn't describe a flaw for Michael Thomas, and I literally... Michael Thomas does have a flaw. He doesn't run a full route tree. Uh, <laughs> he catches the football every time he throws. That's to fine, him. but he doesn't. But he doesn't run a full route tree. He's <laughs> he's kind of limited in it's what the, the Saints ask him to do
1: of the position, dude.
0: This is hysterical. and then third we agree on our first and number three. <laughs> we got I boo
1: this man coming in. I Louis, Louis has
0: zero relevance on this show because he's out here talking about Kalijah Lipscomb, <laughs> and I'm surprised he hasn't commented Parker Hesse <laughs> uh-oh, today. Uh-oh,
1: Louis got to Austin, got but him.
0: DeAndre Hopkins is the third on the list. So we only disagree with you have Michael Thomas second. I have Tyreek Hill second, and that's the difference there
1: and i think it's a huge difference and unfortunately it flawed out your your list the fact that you have michael thomas like what fourth fifth sixth seventh eighth ninth tenth what do you have
0: i i think fourth and then you and then you have uh Devontae adams deserves more credit uh with the packers than keenan allen then mike evans Th- those like the next after michael thomas it gets a, more difficult Oh yeah think. well yeah because there's guys putting up crazy numbers every year in a bunch of different on, all over the place, right? I think the top four are really close. It's hard to take.
1: <laughs> but Tyree Hill is not two, dude. B- because he,
0: get, like, he,
1: he struggles at catching. Like we, I, There's a distinctive play against the
0: Titans that he dropped a third down pass. Ryan says, where is Hopkins in this talk? He's We both have DeAndre Hopkins yeah, third. That's fine, <laughs> but your list is flawed because of two. Uh, Jerome says, or J uh, says, I think Austin makes a good point. A valid one. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, uh, wouldn't, but Tyreek Hill second <laughs> well, 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 in his reason. He makes sense. Sorry. Uh, there's gr- grammar and typing. Uh, so uh, he's agreeing with you. You
1: can have him agree with uh, me. That, that's
0: that's perfect. Thomas, Thomas says, uh, Tyreek Hill is not top 10 to him. Jared says, it's like comparing Chris Johnson and Derrick Henry, both great, but in different ways.
1: No, Tyreek, Hall, uh, Hill. Tyreek Hill has a fatal flaw. Like uh, uh, The flaw does not keep him out of the top 10 by any means. It's, it's like a fatal a, flaw. It is. It, he can't catch it, Tom.
0: Zach, a fatal flaw is like he can't he catch. He drops touchdown no, passes. No, you know what's a fatal the, flaw? my 3 wide receivers don't drop no, balls. Taewon Taylor had a fatal flaw. That's why he's out of the league right now. No, a
1: fatal flaw to get him out of the top three. That's the point. That's the conversation. Fatal we're means
0: having. dying and means dead. Four. It's not. It's a flaw. Four. It's it could be a major flaw, but it's not fatal. We're trying to Tyree Kill doesn't have a fatal flaw. To get in the top three, Tyree Kill's does. fatal flaw is going to happen off the football to field. Be not the on it. To be in
1: the top three, to be in the top three.
0: Sawyer brings somebody up. We haven't. Nobody has mentioned Juju. Well, yeah, because Duck Hodges
1: was throwing the football last year, and so he, right that that hurts. It's just like AJ Green, right? It's. Who, who throws you the football does matter. I agree. Right? <laughs> it, it I matter. agree. If E.J. Manuel is throwing you the football, you're going to struggle.
0: If, yeah. if Christian Ponders, if ponders Marcus is throwing you the football, you're not going to catch it. You're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So that, so we're, we're not fully aligned.
0: Lisa says Tyreek Hill's feet are better than his hands. Yeah, but his feet are elite. Like, of course they are. Like, that's... I want my wide receiver to have better hands. Better hands and feet. I mean, you gotta have really good both. Well, uh, yeah, of course. But if you want to pick, I want my wide receiver to have unbelievable hands. And that's that's what I said is John Robinson's two criteria: are get open and catch the football. It's a chicken and the egg. Like you gotta have both, and which one can, comes no, first? I, don't I know. want
1: hands. I want you basically to look like you have shtick them. But if
0: you have, if you cannot get open with your feet, and but you do have hands, you have to be like six all, four. All five. three of my guys do all of that. Yeah, because they're gifted with huge frames. I think frames. you should just
1: admit that your list is wrong.
0: My, I don't think my list is wrong by any means. I, I think it's just Are different. You, if it's slightly different. by can, one point you
1: can put Tyree Kill to to four. Or to yeah to four and Michael Thomas to two if you if
0: anything I would move Hopkins up to two. Do you want to
1: do that? Oh yeah, I'll and put then Tyreek Hill you know to what? four. I, I think I th- and Michael Thomas to three. No,
0: I'll put I will put Tyreek at three and Michael Thomas at Your four. List
1: is still flawed. Rob says he's booming from Knoxville. Please thank you, Rob.
0: Nice. You, you
1: missed on this one.
0: I don't think so. A to Z Sports here live at Mandu and Brentwood. Uh, we'll talk more about Mandu here shortly. Uh, but Zach, um, we have a debate we want to get into. It is National Milk Chocolate Day, and you said you don't like milk chocolate, and I don't know why, but we're going to get into this end of show topic today about why Zach doesn't like milk chocolate and get into a milk versus dark, ch- dark chocolate uh, conversation, but first, Zach, tell the people about the Tucker Agency.
1: Yeah, Tucker Agency could save you a ton of money, will at tuckertn.com. You can email them today, just say, look, I heard about you on A to Z Sports, how can I save money on my insurance? The average person that emails Will saves 20%. 20% on their insurance, life insurance, home insurance. You've got renter's insurance, car insurance. I know you have that. Bundle those together for a great price. Save you money. Email will at tuckertn.com. His team will hook you up. With some great rates to put money back in your pocket
0: guys in a few minutes you're gonna hear a great story about how mandu really changed somebody's life we've talked about how zach and i have had our lives differed changed a lot uh, because of what mandu has done over the year that we've been working with mandu uh but zach you don't like milk chocolate you're just you're just out on milk chocolate
1: well because dark chocolate is so much better Dark chocolate is the Michael Thomas. Milk chocolate is the Tyree Kill, in my opinion. In this this conversation, right, one trumps the other. Dark chocolate is so much better, and it has gained so much steam. Like in the 90s, I felt like milk chocolate was a thing. You saw a lot of commercials with milk chocolate. Now, dark chocolate with sea
0: salt has started to climb up the ranks. Johnny Lee brings up the dark chocolate the reason why I think dark chocolate is stock up right now. It's because doctors say it's like better for you, which uh, I don't, I don't know if what it is Doctors or not. say no, but, right around this but, time because but, Hey, whoever's out there marketing dark chocolate, they got at least one doctor to say it's a little bit healthier for your heart. And then they've yeah. taken that and, and they're doctor, like, oh, Doctors
1: like. are practicing, as we know, right? They, <laughs> I'm just They I, look, have practiced. I
0: don't know why you're just. Disagree- I'm, I'm questioning it. I don't know. But whatever it is, I think it's working. The doctor's saying that it's a little bit. That dark chocolate's okay or good for you in small portions. That's helping dark chocolate out a lot.
1: Godiva dark chocolate. And you can get them. They, they have like caramel in the middle of them. They've got mint in the middle of them. They've got sea salt. Actually ingrained in the chocolate. That's where you've got. Oh, Ghirardelli. That's actually the. Yeah. Ghirardelli and Godiva, both really good quality chocolates. But dark is the way to go. It
0: just supersedes milk. Uh, So David says three words: go to Switzerland, and then just says Swiss milk chocolate is amazing. So like Hershey's, like I'm I'm not here for like just a random Hershey's bar. Like milk chocolate that's like, that's like the. Oh yeah, I well again. That's like the the
1: McDonald's of Uh, chocolate. I go elite. When you buy chocolate, you pay to play. And you have to pay for the more expensive dark chocolate to get the quality.
0: I agree. And I I go higher. I don't eat chocolate a lot like these days. I do like protein bars that taste like candy bars, but they help me out with my fitness. Uh, So that... Those those are not (laughs) good chocolate. No, it's not. But it's serving a different purpose. And it, and it, and it, 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 it... solves enough of my sweet tooth where i don't go out and just eat a bunch of chocolate because i have a problem that if it's in my house i eat it immediately and so i cannot just have that stuff sitting around where you mentioned with your ice cream last week that you're really good at just taking one spoon of ice cream having that little bite and being done with it i don't have that self.
1: yeah you i get my fix and i move on i do the same thing with dark chocolate it's like the dark so i've got a mix of Chocolate-covered espresso beans, different color. It's actually New York mix. I buy them at this Italian uh, market. Really, really good. But the dark chocolates are the best out of all of them. They got white chocolate, which we don't even talk about.
0: I like white chocolate uh, occasionally. I don't like white chocolate
1: it it, I, it it doesn't it, i don't like white chocolate
0: what's wrong with white chocolate white chocolate's a good change up like i'm not like if you're talking about like if you're a pitcher and you've got three pitches like dark milk chocolates normally like your fastball cuz it's it's going to be okay right then dark chocolates are good stuff that gets people out that's your that's your um, your chain. that's like your uh, breaking pitch white chocolate's a fine change up
1: white chocolate i leave in the bullpen <laughs> he he ain't going to see the field
0: Sorry. I like white chocolate occasionally. Occasionally. All right, guys. A to Z Sports here live at Mandu in Brentwood. We're going to bring Mandy in uh, here from Mandu, and she's going to tell us really about what Mandu has done uh, and how Mandu has changed her life. Uh, She's very fit. She's been a personal trainer, and she's worked in this industry for a long, long time. But she had something happen. Uh, where she had Mandu really helped and saved her fitness. You can you can take the mask down so we can so you can talk I, a little clearly. Well, we're all distancing. We're layered. We are. I'll so scoot back. so we're okay. Uh, first of all,
2: I'm a I'm a dark chocolate fan yes. for sure. Yes, so, I'm is it the,
0: healthier for you? Is that true? No,
2: I don't think it is. But I am not a milk chocolate fan. Right. I I err to the side of dark chocolate. This interview
1: so. is getting off to a fabulous right. <laughs> start.
2: We're we're great. Um, but I'm the director of client experience for Mandu, and I'm happy to be here. And um, I have great. I have. Many stories that uh, from clients who are doing life better and stronger um, because of Mandu, and um, I'm one of those. I am a, a former competitive runner. I don't call myself that <laughs> anymore, but I still enjoy getting out and um, running the longer distances. I'm a running coach, so I'm running with my younger clients. And um, I had a crazy. I have a crazy story. I went um, peak fitness. Was on a um, some doing some distance trail running and went down overnight with um, just tremendous excruciating back pain. And um, the doctors unfortunately um, misdiagnosed me um, and uh, did an MRI and saw that I had a disc that was bulged Um, as a runner of 25. Plus years, got to um, alter some things. Right? Yes, but very common for I guess for many runners to have back back issues. I had never had any kind of issues with my back at all, um, so it was crazy to go from peak health to bedridden. And yeah. I was bedridden for two months, um, not having any um, like uh, just deteriorated. My body went from. Um, you know, top peak fitness to um, bedridden, like total, Just complete, total atrophy, muscle right? atrophy. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually finally got a diagnosis that I had a staph infection in my spinal canal, oh my and um, I labored for two months and fought through it, and. Um, I uh, had back surgery, um, which left me um, hospitalized for two weeks and then I went to a nursing home. I was unable to um, use my legs, um, the, oh, wow. the um, staff had been bouncing around for two months and had just eaten away at my nerve roots at my, the, the base of my mm-hmm. spine, ruptured that L5S1 disc that appeared bulged. It was bulged because it had staff but um, so I basically had to relearn to walk again because um, doctors were telling me that I had a neurological disorder that was going to um, uh, possibly prevent the use of my legs again. So I was in a nursing home, but a huge fighter and I was like, I am getting back to life. I am not gonna take this as a death sentence. So I um, uh, started walking slowly and was able to get, with the help of a walker, get out of the bed and start moving around and I fast forward got out of the nursing home um, and a friend of mine the owner of Mandu Jason Ritson um, messaged me just randomly a few months after I had gotten back to just doing some walks around the Mm -hmm. neighborhood and was um, asking if um, I would try this crazy workout called Mandu and I was like um, I that this looks weird like what is
0: this, <laughs>
2: this is EMS, I don't, I don't know so did some research got clearance from my orthopedic surgeon he was like go for it and um, the rest is history I've been doing Mandu for three years and um, I have seen from the time I came on and put my first, you know, plop my feet on the in-body for right. my first um, uh, test, uh, my muscle mass, my body fat was super high. My muscle mass was just startlingly low, and um, I have reversed those numbers. You started so to go
1: like that. That's the, it, that's it, the it best It shifted, feeling. and
2: the trajectory of my muscle mass has gone up, and I have, um, it's continued to do so, and I'm in, in maintenance mode and feeling great. The greatest thing as a runner, for especially a distance runner, is my recovery time for my runs has been um, decreased. So I, my muscles have recovered mm-hmm. faster. I ran the Grand Canyon last year from. From end to end, um, oh and I God. had only well, I, y'all. I had After only. That story, so, that, that's what I'm saying. So that, I had, that's I had, I had only trained up for seven miles, and the Grand Canyon is over a marathon distance. And um, <laughs> so I got up the next day and felt I was sore, but I ran the Grand Canyon. So crazy elevation, and so um, the fact that two days later I was able to run again and be fine speaks volumes to Mandu. Would never have been able to do that without it. Um, um, and then secondly, just to be able to, to to chew off that distance and have that endurance and stamina at 46 years old. And, I mean, I'll tell you, we have golfing clients mm-hmm. that have um, – uh, like increase their distance um, off the tee, yeah. have a much stronger swing um, powering through their core, core and yep. their lower body. I know you've had yeah. that those benefits. Sure. We've had cyclists. We have a cyclist on our corporate team that um, speaks to just having a lot more stamina and powering through the the longer rides and hanging with the the older folks so I mean I'll tell you for somebody for for somebody that's in mid-40s that is scared to go to the gym now because they're they're worried about a a, you know I've got a compromised back yeah shoulders,
0: joints, knees, whatever, everything. To know
2: that you don't have that, that, that excessive load on the joints. Um, There's no more fear of, of the, the going into the gym and working out. I say this takes the fear, like get in, we're fast, we're efficient. In the COVID days, we're all masked up um, as trainers and you get out and you're done. So there's no more fear there for, for all of us old folks. So (laughs)
1: anyway, so yeah. Well, uh, and, and, and this look, is crazy a lot of people. Champ,
0: I believe Champ lives in Austin, Texas. He says he's dropped 20 pounds of fat in two months, 15-minute workout once or twice a week. That, and, and Champ has talked about his results before uh, on our show. Awesome. It is it, like I've dropped like 20, I think 22 pounds of fat. Uh, and my, my, I've had the most muscle mass of right now. Zach's talked about his yeah, muscle mass.
1: Uh, we've, you talk about that shift. Yeah. Like I, I weigh more today than I've ever weighed in my life, but that's because my muscle – has
0: replaced my fat. Right. It's right. not about and the, the weight yeah, of your it's body. Not about it's, the weight. Yeah. Right. It's about the composition of what yeah. your body is. And
2: I, I, I certainly think uh, women um, need to, to hear that message and know that. I mean, I speak to it too, is I have lower body fat than I did when I was like, 16 years old um, and I'm stronger than I was at that age certainly so the fact that I feel stronger and more toned um, as we age it's just it, it's something that, that women especially need to look at as, as much as men so
0: yeah, yeah. and I think toning is good too because people think like oh I don't want to like just put on a bunch of muscle mass and be right. like all bulky and like rocked up like Which, you're not like yes. it, it's toning your muscles and, and making them like functionally stronger. As right.
2: Well. And it's impossible to, to do that with, with EMS as well. So you're not getting bulked. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes.
0: Well, For sure. Per- like, that's
1: yeah. an incredible story. I didn't know that about you. And I mean, it's, I mean, that's a comeback. It's a comeback. That's a comeback. <laughs> story yeah. From, right from
0: a nursing home and being bedridden to yeah. running the damn grand canyon <laughs> yeah it's like okay it's it's yeah it's,
2: it's a great one yeah so it's it's been uh, to look back at photos I was um when I was weighed in the nursing home I weighed 103 pounds um and looking back I had my mother video diary and do, take pictures yeah. and it is startling to see how far I had deteriorated but exciting to see th- that I'm back and able to to do life you know strongly again
1: so. Well, we're not surprised that Mandu helped you. I mean, we, yeah. th- th- it, it makes a lot of sense. You guys should try it. The best part about it is the first wor- workout is absolutely free. You start, you do that, and then you get the, the fix, and then you start to, to gain on your momentum, yep. and, and you start to feel a lot better. At the end yeah. of the day, yes, it could be about weight loss. It could be about dropping body fat, but you, you will feel better with your mind, uh, and your body, which is awesome.
2: That's a great point. I know. Just the feeling of, um, just that that feeling of EMS, it does. It has a lot of therapeutic mental benefits, too. Yeah, yeah
0: Damon, our guy on uh, Facebook, says the results are real. Uh, great story from Mandy. Damon, we've we've seen Damon come in here one time for a workout after one of our shows, and, and he's told us about how his, his doctor from, like, one checkup to the following year of him doing Mandu in between was just like, whoa, what have you been doing? Like, you're all your numbers are fantastic compared to where they were last time. So yeah. uh, and I know Damon's th- told us about that too. So I, I
1: worked out uh, probably a month or two ago, actually at this studio with an older woman. She was probably like, I don't know, 50, 60 or whatever. She couldn't, she hadn't been able to touch her toes in 20 years. Dang. From November to April, she was able to touch her toes. Flexibility doing ma- gains. Doing man, dude. do. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Like, yep. and she, it was a really cool story. And you also you meet people in here that uh, – And they Everybody the has a story. Yeah. yeah. everybody does have we, a story. we
2: had somebody call in last week that wanted to share coming off of a, a legitimately bulged disc just from um, – from, you know, just I think it happened on the golf course. Um, but but he actually met with his orthopedic surgeon and they were, he was astounded. He said, within six weeks of being laid off, um, uh, this gentleman was a manduer before, had six weeks of being laid off, but coming back into it had his appointment, and uh, his Mandu appointment showed within three weeks that his uh, strength was back where it was pre-bulge, um, wow. and the the doctor was like, "That is amazing to see that you have been able to build your strength back yeah. and not just let it deteriorate because yeah. as you age, it happens quickly." Right.
0: I saw Mookie on, I think it was Mookie on Periscope, asked about is it safe for someone with MS, and and I and I know there's a fantastic story of someone who's been doing Mandu and how that has made their life completely different. Yes.
2: Go to our website um, at mandu.com and click on the section for testimonials and... Um, the gentleman that has ms that that comes to i believe he's at the that the green hill studio it's a, a a wonderful story of i mean 8 to 9 pounds of skeletal muscle mass that he's been able to put on and maintain um all because of mandu
0: yeah and and his his story is really powerful <laughs> like i it remember is. watching it, that
2: I, I that video and you're, still, like, oh, and you're just like
0: oh my gosh because yeah. he's He's swimming like multiple times a week as well as doing Mandu. It's pretty incredible. And that's the thing is like everything's tailored to whatever your specific goals are or whatever your limitations might be because uh, the knobs control the different muscle groups and, and you can make sure you can work around whatever you need to. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Great. Well, thank you for uh, showing me the story. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. that is, And I'm sure so many other people have similar stories of their own that they can come in and and make a difference uh with mandu yeah
2: try it out i mean if if you're scared of the gym and you're worried about getting injured this is the place to come because you can feel safe and um and and it's effective yeah
0: mandy thanks for stopping by mandu and brentwood mandu.com your first workout's free check it out uh several people asking when's it coming to atlanta when's it coming to the northeast when's it coming soon we have
2: we have um all right we have florida we have several coming in florida um that's our newest spot naples florida should be opening in a couple of months um we've got our eyes on atlanta birmingham's up on the list we go we go west to little rock we've got a few more opening in chicago and of course our our texas locations are are adding on um so yeah we're growing
1: quickly well, th- and uh, to, uh, hopefully to a city near you that's, yeah, uh, exactly that's
0: awesome. well thanks guys for watching uh mandy thanks and thanks yeah. to mandy as always uh we'll see you guys tomorrow morning uh mike vrabel does talk to the media today at twelve fifteen, so we'll be get, getting you guys covered there wherever uh you get your social media make sure you're following us for that coverage thanks for watching guys we'll see you later on adios Bye.